This is the Blaze Radio On Demand. Hey, it's Glenn, and I want to remind you, peace of mind is tough to come by these days unless you have a Liberty Safe. With a Liberty Safe, you won't worry when you leave the house because you'll know your valuables are protected. And right now, you can get free delivery to your home on any Liberty Safe. Go to LibertySafe.com for factory direct pricing. LibertySafe.com, made in the USA, lifetime warranty, and peace of mind. LibertySafe.com. Friday edition, triple eight seven two seven back. So, do we have our uh, food segment today? We do. We do. Uh, Captain Good. Crunch don't, sprinkled oh, donut cereal. Oh yes. It's called. I think it's technically called sprinkled donut crunch by Captain Crunch. Nice. So, so is this fresh and new, or is this from your house? It's from my house. It is. Yeah. We could not wow. obtain actual new product on that. I mean, I'm sure it exists somewhere, but several stores were tried. Uh-huh. Uh, and we're not, uh, they did hmm. not have it, uh, which is very sad. Do we know okay. for a fact that several stores were tried, or were we just told that? I was not there, so I do not know for a fact. Hmm. Mm-hmm. So uh, it's a good point, Jeffy. Good, good, good point. Nice catch on that. <laughs> and actually, uh, the Sprinkle Donut Crunch, not actually technically the biggest story of the day. Uh, biggest story well, of the day. You're serious? Yeah, I, th- I think the what? Paris thing probably trumps it. Huh. I mean, I, I, you know, I don't know. I, we, we can vote on that later. All right. uh, but yeah, the. the uh, just killed the guys. Yeah. Killed the douchebags. Thank God. Thank that's, God. That's great. They're dead. Uh, the, we lost. The two brothers, they we were in a, uh, I think, a printing factory or something. They were hung out, hanging out mm. in a printing factory, and then they came out with guns blazing, trying to take as many people out as possible. I don't know if they hit anybody, but they oh, were not. hit very quickly uh, and uh, are now gone. We've lost them. Yeah. They wanted to be martyrs because they wanted to return to uh, uh, you know, wherever modern, modern murders return and, and uh, claim their 72 virgin prize. I'm guessing there's some surprise on their faces right now. Uh, surprise! <laughs> no, there's no virgins here. No. Not for you guys. Yeah, you so. get nothing. It's like um, mm-hmm. uh, Charlie at the end of the Willy Wonka movie where he thinks he's going to get the chocolate factory and then they say, you get nothing. You stole fizzy lifting drinks. Mm-hmm. You get nothing. Good day, sir. Mm-hmm. That's kind of what the, that's sort of the pitch they're hearing. And then about Satan that. comes up behind him with a pitchfork and he's like, Here's what you get. Yeah. And then uh, they get it. So. Yeah, the, the, other, the weird-looking, creepy other guy who actually works with Willy Wonka, but you think he's the, uh, the evil um, uh, opposing business owner, Slugworth, the entire time. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's not, he doesn't actually work for Willy Wonka in this case. <laughs> Slugworth actually kills you. Yeah. Uh, so it's not a positive ending. No. Not a positive ending. Uh, the, the story, however, uh, that's what we have. Do we have Dan on? Is Dan Bungino on with us? I can't see her. We don't have a, a phone screen here today. Uh, is Dan dead. Dan, Dan Bongino, uh, who uh, you probably know, he's been on the program many times. He uh, was in the Secret Service. He ran for Congress uh, and should have won. And we think it's a terrible thing that he didn't win. But um, He lost by three votes or something. Yeah, I mean, it was, it was really, really close. close. It was really frustrating. <laughs> Welcome, Dan. 
Hey, thanks for having me, guys. Appreciate it. So can you tell us, what can you tell us about uh, what happened today w with this? I mean, it's got to be an impossible situation when there's multiple standoffs going, off in, uh, going on in your country. You have, uh, you know, obviously terrible criminals uh, and terrorists who are basically promising you they're going to shoot their way out. How do you handle a situation like that? Well, you're accurate in saying that this is a terrible situation because it's not even a traditional hostage negotiation scenario. Um, this usually in a hostage negotiation, there's a negotiation. In other words, the hostage taker wants something, and there's a back and forth that happens. The only thing that these animals, savages, uh, can't even describe them in, in appropriate terms, want is death and destruction, and the counter-terror officials and law enforcement officials know that. So time is not your friend, unlike a traditional hostage scenario, where if you give them time and you can negotiate, typically you'll fatigue these people out and maybe get them to come out and then the hostages out unharmed. That's not the case in these scenarios. It's going to end in death, either the death of the terrorists or, sadly, every hostage on, that they can take with them. Man, I, I'm looking at this story. You know, they had uh, police guarding this newspaper, Dan. I mean, uh, you know, they, it, they knew the threats. The place had been firebombed. And yet these guys are able to come in here, to, uh, kill 12 people, and then escape. How does something like that happen? Well, it, it reminds me of uh, you know, the, the IRA after the hotel bombing where they just missed uh, Margaret Thatcher. And they said, you know, you, you have to be lucky. Of course, talking to the British uh, security forces, you have to be lucky uh, every day. We only have to be lucky once. Well, these terrorists have been lucky now more than once. You know, I'll tell you, Pat, Stu, these soft target attacks – Mumbai, you know, the school attack in Peshawar, Boston. When I say soft targets, I, I mean, you know, not the White House, not the right. Capitol, not mm -hmm. things we would traditionally associate with being a magnet for terror. Regular civilian targets that only have maybe a police officer in front or in the neighborhood. You're going to see these attacks, sadly, growing. And that's why, I, you know, I put that post out today on on, uh, on my, my Facebook uh, out there, because I... I'm hearing a lot of commentary, of course, on what's going on because the news is breaking by the second here. But I wanted to put out for people from a Secret Service agent's perspective, when we had limited resources dealing with, say, a lower-profile protectee like the Department of Homeland Security Secretary rather than the president, what we did to prevent these types of attacks. Because even with Charlie Hebdo, you saw what a police officer out in front, it didn't do anything. They, they, were, they were lucky. They knew what was going to happen, and you're forced to react. You can't be proactive on it. You're not, you know, it's like a fire department. You're not going to go out and set a fire to go respond to one. If you're a police officer, you're responding to the terrorist actions that they initiate, and you don't know when they're going to initiate it. So the, 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 I guess the question is whether it's not you don't want to get scared or you don't want to be freaked out about an attack like this. But they were talking on the news this morning about how we have, uh, you, know, uh, you know, travel visa arrangements with, with France that are pretty open. I mean, it, it, these guys are in Fran France. They can come over here fairly easily. Every country is at risk for this, whether it's from overseas or not. So, I mean, I guess the idea is not to be scared, but do as much as you can to be prepared. What do you do? Well, don't you find it odd that, you know, you can put the Pat and Stu show or the Blaze on Google Alert and get 10 or 20 emails a day, probably more if you got a worthy news event about your show. It's sure. not hard to do. It takes you all of 10 seconds. Well, my experience dealing with the, you know, the intel community when, or in our time in the Secret Service, where whenever we went to a country, we would be bathed in intelligence about what was going on there, is 
it, it doesn't work that way in the federal government. I don't think we're breaking news, certainly on a conservative libertarian channel like The Blaze, that the government's inefficient. <laughs> but it, it's not that it's inefficient, guys. It's the degree of inefficiency is downright dangerous at this point. There is no cross-continental, international, even within the United States, fluid mechanism to share intelligence on people I mean, it's really frightening. I wrote chapters about this because it's what keeps me up at night, the fact that these people would now, as you accurately stated, European passports that are not going to be scrutinized at all come into the United States, can buy you know, or smuggle in a Kalashnikov, and of course no one else can conceal carry in half of these states, and it's like a bunch of wolves preying on sheep. It's really frightening stuff. Yeah. So what are some of the steps uh, you, know, you could take to, to safeguard your, your place of business or your residence. Yeah. Sure. Uh, you know, and I'm glad you guys brought up, too, this is, you know, I don't want this, uh, and you're very reasonable, guys. There's no reason for anyone, you know, to live in panic. The chances of being involved in a terror attack are, are you know, the chances of being hit by lightning. I mean, but there's no reason, again, for you to not be reasonable and be prepared either. So, you know, I put this piece up today, and I mentioned just a couple common sense things. If, you, if you're in a big city, your big city, sadly, is a, is a target. So, number one, if you have a small business, have floor plans. Have printed floor plans and electronic floor plans. It's not hard to do. You probably have them already. Have them on-site and off-site. Reason being, if in the unlikely event, yet possible event, that this happens, a, a small arms tactical assault, and your business is part of it, the law enforcement officials on the scene have an instant readout of what your place looks like. They don't know your place like you do. Uh, second, disregard all the political crap out there about the Second Amendment and get yourself a concealed carry permit. I'm not really interested in the politics. If you're on the business end uh, of, of, uh, of a Kalashnikov, let me tell you something. These people are not interested in debating the Second Amendment. They will kill you, and the only thing they're interested back is them being on the receiving end of your firearm as well and train on it as well. It's not good enough to buy it. You know, third, uh, get a video system. They're cheap. The cost, I have video around my house. It didn't cost me more than a couple thousand dollars. Not only for identification purposes, if God forbid you're broken into, or, and again, unlikely you're part of a terrorist attack, but also to get on tape the tactics they're using, because that can help law enforcement. And finally, uh, listen, you've got to make your business small. If you own a shopping mall or a stadium uh, or, or you're an administrator in a school or a university, Movement is a terrorist's best friend, and it is your absolute worst enemy. Targets are there when they move, not when they're static. How do you keep them static? Little cheap things that will cost you nothing. Wooden door chocks to chalk doors in the event of an attack that can prevent them from entering rooms. Remote door locks if you can. If you have security gates, training on if there's an attack to dump those gates down and isolate those hallways. Movement is their best friend, a terrorist's best friend, and it's your absolute worst enemy. So make everything you can small. All of this stuff costs you less than a couple thousand dollars, and it'll harden up, uh, harden up your business without having to panic. Of course, it, it, much lower cost than the ultimate solution, which is hire Liam Neeson. Uh, just have him around. <laughs> yeah, all and the maybe time. you could become the fourth iteration of that movie, <laughs> Taken or something, whatever it is. So. Yeah. Uh, it's an interesting thing because you know you see uh, you see sort of the geopolitical uh, ramifications of this. Glenn talks a lot about this. The uh, the National Front in France, which is you know uh, certainly has a, a pretty strong uh, racial and anti-Semitic history that has risen in France already to 17, 18 percent of the vote before this incident. They are very, you know, anti-immigrant and anti-Muslim. And uh, what happens, what are the results of something like this when you look at it sort of a big picture? 
Well, I, I think you're witnessing, sadly, in live time, the tragic results of this global liberal commitment to what I call faux, faux multiculturalism. This isn't really multiculturalism, guys. You know, my parents were immigrants uh, from, from oh, excuse me, my grandparents from, from Italy. My wife is an immigrant from Colombia. They, they have always respected their cultures. And, their, you know, we, we eat, my wife, what she makes here is Colombian food. We eat more of it. You know, she speaks, her Spanish was her native language. We've always respected her culture and her origins and where she's from and her family, of course. But the difference is we're not teaching a respect for larger values. And we're teaching this faux principle that every single culture Cultural practice is somehow relevant and is morally equivalent be just because it exists. You know, in other words, there are components of some uh, a, a radical wing uh, of, uh, of of Arab of Muslim Arabs that that believe that you know gays should be killed. I mean, why should that be respected in a larger global conversation? about, you know, relevancy. Uh, this is outrageous. It's a faux multiculturalism. This political correctness has, instead of integrated communities, isolated them. And, and this is the sad result of what you get, these isolated communities where hostility brews and the, the enemy becomes, you know, the, the, the man and whoever they can take their anger out on. And it really is it's pathetic. I'm tired of it. I mean, the New York Times op-ed page has done more damage to this country protecting this broken idea, you know, than, than, than even one or two lone terrorists can ever do. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Let me, we've been tossing this uh, question around the last couple of days, and, and maybe you could chime in on it. Maybe you have an answer, because I don't think we really have a good one, which is, you know, the left politically here in the United States constantly mocks religion. They downplay it. They don't want it to be part of the process. They, they mock you for believing in it. They say you're weak intellectually if you support uh, your faith. You know, that's the typical sort of way the left looks at religion in this country. And they will attack it whenever they can. They will make it the enemy whenever they can, with one exception, which is the one religion that has extremists in it that are attacking us all the time. Why on earth do political leftists find it necessary to defend this one group of religious people. I, I, don't, I, don't, I can't piece it together. Well, here's your answer. Uh, the left's not attacking religion. They're attacking Christianity and Judaism. Hmm. The left defends uh, radical Islam because the left never understood or processed the difference between power and ultimate authority. You know, authority for, for, for Americans who believe in a constitutional republic and a limited government, what the government can't do to you, you know, the Bill of Rights is a document of negative rights, what the government can't do, mm -hmm. says that authority comes from a higher power. That ultimate authority comes from, uh, what, in my case, I'm, I happen to be Christian, Jesus Christ, but whatever religion you may be, you were born free. Now, the difference is, when it comes to Islam and leftist ideology, whatever it may be, socialism, redistribution, even radical Islam, Power and authority are never separated. Power, government, forceful political power, and, and that ultimate authority, why you exist, are both the same. They both come from whether, whatever it may be, the state, the imam, and ultimately it forces you, the individual, to be subjugated. That's why there's this, what you know, David Horowitz calls in his book, you know, the unholy alliance between the left and radical Islam. It, th that's it. They don't understand the difference or don't want to understand the difference between ultimate authority, which is an internal thing, and, and, and political power, which is an external thing. And, and that sums it up. It's, it's no bigger than that. Well, Dan, that was a much smarter answer than anything any of us uh, could even attempt. So thank you. Yeah. Thank you for that. I got one more question. We're just about out of time. But I, I have to ask, since... Uh, 
since Stu brought up Liam Neeson, uh, <laughs> who can take on like nine guys at a time yes. with his bare right. hands. They've all got, uh, you know, silencer revolvers, they've, they've machine guns, Uzis, right. whatever, and he's killing them all uh, at the same time. So, right. And then you watch uh, a movie like uh, Born Identity, and you see Jason Bourne, who can do pretty much the same thing. You were in the Secret Service for a long time, and I'm, sh you, you know, you're around all those guys. You, you probably encountered CIA operatives, special forces guys. Uh, do we have people like that who can take out terrorists uh, by the dozen on their own? <laughs> oh. Well, let me, let me give you just a quick story. One time I was in a hospital as an NYPD cop. I was guarding an emotionally disturbed person getting treatment. There was a 12-year-old girl uh, that four ESU cops, New York City SWAT Emergency Services Unit, these four bulky guys had to take away uh, for some reason. They didn't tell me why. I was a cop, but they did. They walked in, tried to go. This woman for about, this young lady for about five minutes gave these four hulking cops a run for their money. Bottom line is having spent, whatever, 20 years of my life in mixed martial arts, broken my nose five or six times. That's why it points into the right instead of the left. I can tell you right now, there are no Liam Neesons. And even a 12-year-old girl who's excited enough will kick the crap out of you if she's in a bad mood. There you go. He destroyed all my hope right there yeah. it's right there sorry thanks a lot sorry Deb. about that <laughs> right. Deb, you know you can uh hook up with you on uh, facebook is that the best way to uh, keep up to date with what yeah, you're doing the, yeah you'd like my page at dan bongino i appreciate that very cool all right thanks Deb, a lot thanks Deb. So appreciate it uh, <laughs> awesome uh dan talked a lot about uh being prepared there uh, for a terrorist attack and, mm -hmm. and that ties perfectly into our sponsor this half hour uh, half hour my patriot supply uh, you know, it's part of it. It's part of the game. You know, if there's a terrorist attack that happens to go on in your city, in your town, near you, you might have a, an issue where mm -hmm. you have a, a disruption of the availability of food or right. the availability of money at an ATM uh, or the availability of uh, fresh water if there's an issue there. Happened to us in, in Houston where uh, we had no availability for uh, gas. We couldn't put gas in our car. We couldn't go to the grocery store and buy groceries. We couldn't get money out of the ATM. All that stuff was closed, and everything was gone, even if you, even if you opened up the store. And there were no deliveries on the way because there were 3 million people stuck on the freeways. You couldn't get in or out. It was a nightmare. So if you didn't have any food preparation, if you didn't have any storage, if you didn't have anything going for you, you just you depended on somebody else, the government or or your neighbor or somebody else. Some people would say you shouldn't be eating your emergency food supply. They're liars. It's not an emergency. Those people are liars. Well, it is an emergency. Mm -hmm. Well, it's cold outside. There's an emergency in another country. Does that right. count? Um, right. You're supposed to really be prepared, right? No, wait a minute. We have 300 emergencies declared in this country. <laughs> That's right. Don't tell me there's not an emergency. <laughs> we got about 300 of them, so we're eating some of this deliciousness. Uh, these are the uh, banana chips, honey-coated banana chips. Oh, my God. Those, I gotta so try those. good. Yeah, they're really good. You, uh, you know, what you should call, go to mypatriotsupply.com mm -hmm. or call or them some, and you can have some. Really yeah. good. Something else? Oh, here we go. I got one for you. There you go. Ooh. <laughs> really? Should have stepped on it once for He'll eat it. I knew it. I knew it. Good, right? Excellent. Even with a little dust on them. Aren't they good? Who does it? Yeah. Everybody eats dirt. Really good. Oh, honey I was talking to a radio host uh, in Utah yesterday, and, and she was uh, talking about her food supply. And, you know, because 
She happened to be LDS as well. And so Mormon people for years, and she was talking about her 40 years of, of <laughs> having a year supply. And it, wow. she does it the old-fashioned way where you get the seeds and you get the, you get the uh, grain. Don't you you know, you got wheat and you have to rotate it. Oh, yeah. and, oh, wow. and what happens is, and especially if you live in a hot, humid location where you're not storing it in a cool, dry place, which that happened to be our situation in Houston. <laughs> so we wasted about a year's worth of food or more <laughs> because boll weevils yeah. formed and all kinds of bugs got into it and rats pooped in it. And I mean, we opened it up because we were going to move from Houston to New York or Connecticut where we lived, and then, you know, we worked in New York. And we opened up all our food storage before we were going to, all of it ruined. All of it. So what's great, you know, about my Patriot Supply and other ways of preparing is that, uh, you know, you've got this food that you don't have to worry about that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. You just, you have it in one of these fresh containers, and bull weevils are not going to get into it. The only issue is it might be gone if we're around. That's the That's thing. That's the only issue. That's the issue. So, there's a... Uh, oh, we have a new tweet. Oh. Uh, it looks like Twitterless Pat is going to go hungry if the world ends. Doesn't <laughs> know how to open a My Patriot Supply bag. <laughs> <laughs> this is how resourceful we are. Uh, we can barely get the thing mm -hmm. open. Uh, so, uh, you know. We yeah. managed. Yeah. Look, eventually, before we starve to death, we got the thing open. That's all you can ask. We're enjoying it now. Uh, and, you know, look, there are a lot of uh, uh, huge tragedies that you have to prepare for. Uh -huh. For example, what if you lived in a country in which women had to wait in public toilet lines? I couldn't live in a country like that. I won't do it. I could not do it. I will not do it. Although time says it's happening. Uh, long lines for women's restrooms are the result of a history that favors men's bodies. This is a real story today. Despite years of potty parity laws. Now, first of all, potty parity laws. Do what does that mean? Need those? I think what it means is there's enough places for women to go to the bathroom so they don't have the long lines and the guys have the short lines. But guys, just the plumbing work, it's a lot easier. It's a lot easier. Let's be honest about it. It's just easier to do your thing well, when you're a dude. Because women, I, I don't know if this is, I mean, is this, is this really a revolution? Women sit down, mm -hmm. men stand up. So you got to go through, through the whole process of sitting down. We just boom, and you're done. Okay, of course it's going to be different for women. Uh, how is it possible that we're always stuck in these kinds of stupid discussions? But I mean, I think it's amazing. Uh, you know, look, I'm you know, I think women can go to the bathroom quickly. The issue is that they also need uh, private stalls because they. Right. Now, if you want our situation, which is a bunch of rows where women would just mm -hmm. go down and just squat next to each other, you want that. I think you could have it, Which and you'd probably get in that a lot faster. Some countries have. Yeah, a lot of countries have it that Still way. Still not as fast as men, because you're sitting, we're standing. I'm telling you, that's just faster, yeah. right? Yeah, I think the main part of it, though, is you, you have two rooms that are the same size. You can't fit as many uh, places to go to the bathroom. And yeah, no question about that. Bathroom. So, you, you know, just numbers-wise. And it's so funny because, like, they do this. They even complain about it in, like, stadiums where the majority of, 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 uh, of people are going to be male who are watching sports. I know that's supposed to be racist these days or sexist mm -hmm. or something, but of course it's true. But they're still complaining about it in time today, uh, which is an odd, it's an odd complaint. Uh, of all the things in the world, uh, I would say that uh, women not having enough places to go to the bathroom. Here's another problem. Mm -hmm. Women always go in twos. Men go in one. Mm -hmm. You've doubled the population <laughs> at the bathroom stall. Have you not? Right there. Ah, let's go to the, will you go with me to the bathroom? Yes, okay, let's go to the bathroom. <laughs> They're going to the bathroom together. Mm. When I have to go to the bathroom, I just go. I don't invite you or Jeffy. 
We I mean, could. we'd be available yeah. if you needed some help. <laughs> I'm okay. No, we can hang I'm out. All right. I'm chat a little I'm bit. Right. Maybe put on some makeup. No, I, uh, I'm, okay. I'm okay. Just going alone. You Doing sure? it solo. Yeah. I mean, I mean, they have more than one stuff. As a rule, I fly solo uh, at the bathroom. Now, when it comes to bathroom, would you recommend, you know, certain practices that not everybody does? Like, for example, going to bathroom on the, on the national television program you happen to be on. <laughs> no, I would, would not you, Would you do Because I, because <laughs> Jeffy did that. Um, he went potty with his mic on. Yeah. Uh, and it was caught on the show. <laughs> and I wonder what that would have sounded like. That's interesting. I don't know. Yeah. Um, well, we should, could, maybe we'll pull that back it's up. It's on YouTube. It's on our YouTube yeah. page. Yeah. 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 Which had hundreds of thousands it's, of uh, views. Had, uh, and I'm sure it just got knocked enough. off the top. Oh, it did? Matter of fact, our, on our YouTube page. Yeah. Oh, what's uh, uh, higher Ebola. than that? The Ebola song was is now the, the song most viewed oh, okay. at the video. Mm -hmm. no, okay. So there you go. All right. Which also had some potty humor in it. It yes, did. It did. Mm -hmm. People, look, we're all acting like we're smart. We're talking about, you know, health care policy every day. The bottom line is we like the potty jokes. <laughs> That's what we do here. Triple Eight Seven Twenty Seven. back back with more in just a second. So, uh, Jeff, you want some of these? I can throw some more on the floor for you. There you go. Come on. Get them. Is there a couple? Come on. Not on the floor. Come on, boy. Oh, come on. Come on. Oh, it's not a Come here, Jeffy. Sit. Sit. Here you go. Come here. Radio shot here too. Yeah, it was. Uh, Andrew Wilkow's here, by the way, uh, with us. Hi, Andrew. Yeah. Uh, Patton Stu with. Did we just hear Jeffy what? going to the bathroom? I, I know. Can't. I know. My mic is on. Did you turn his off? It's <laughs> <laughs> like the Naked Gun in real life. Did that happen? The Naked Gun in real life. Remember the Naked Gun oh, at the end man. of one of those movies, where they he's in there going, "Oh yeah." And he's, <laughs> Jeff Fisher oh. just tinkled live on the air. Oh, man. There was just a live yeah. tinkling. Thank you for keeping that potted up. <laughs> oh, we appreciate that in the control room there. That was a, that was a good move. Yeah, because like, that was a special moment that we just shared with Jeff. I literally Jeff. cannot believe that just happened. I still to this day cannot believe that that just happened. We're back live. That was from, a couple, I guess, a couple of years ago now. When was that? Does it say on the... Oh, so November 25th of what year ago? About a year ago, yeah. 2012. 3013. Okay, so there you go. Oh. Uh, Jeffy uh, going tinkle on the air, uh, which so we appreciated that, Jeffy. You're welcome. That was well done. <laughs> All right, we have um, uh, seven things that the President of the United States, Barack Obama, isn't telling you when he brags about reducing the deficit by two-thirds. Yeah, I, I, I can't believe how often he's saying this stuff, too. Uh, we've, we get all this flack about spending. We've reduced the deficit by two-thirds. Have you? Well... Yeah, I guess technically you have when you were spending $1.4 trillion and now you're down to $500 million. I guess billion, billion. I mean billion. Yeah. Yeah. $1.4 trillion to $500 billion. Yeah, you've reduced the deficit. And not spending, but actually a deficit. Like, so they are spending way more than that, but they're only taking in enough. So there's a $1.4 trillion gap. Now, of course, what he doesn't tell you about that is it was his gap. 
he was president at the time he's talking about reducing right. it from. So it was he's reduced from his worst to his best is a two-thirds reduction. However, it's worse than every other president of all time. Yeah, here's some important facts. The annual budget deficit is falling, but it's obviously still massive, and it's still adding to the total debt. Now, this is a key uh, uh, point here. Obama's lowest budget deficit, which is now, is still higher than George W. Bush's largest deficit. That's huge. Uh, the largest debt for the d largest deficit that Bush ran was 458 billion. This year's is 483 billion. I, I, I mean, you're bragging about that, really? Well, that's why you don't say those numbers. You say we've reduced right. it by uh, two thirds. That's how. If you don't state it that way, then everyone's going to think you're a complete failure, which he is. Uh, however, if you if you point out the actual numbers, you know, and people are going to see it's a failure. But if you go the other way and you just kind of like give, well, I've improved off myself. You know, it's like, oh, well, are you in shape, uh, Jeffy? Uh, well, I only ate 12 dinners yesterday, not 27. So I've reduced my amount of eating by more than half. It's like that's not impressive. You still ate 12 dinners. Jeffy's a brilliant example of this. I am at my lowest weight in a uh, hundred years. Yeah, you're not 400 pounds anymore. Right, you've lost a lot of weight, but you're still Thank 312. You. I mean, it's a lot, right? <laughs> so? <laughs> but I mean, the way, you, you know, well, forget it. I only go off the example. Uh, real, uh, it's not 12, okay? It's like 10 a day. It's right. Okay. Every 10, day 10, 10 meals a day? Okay. Congratulations. That's, at all. That's great. Uh, real credit for the end of the one trillion dollar uh, plus budget deficits belongs to the end of the, to the end of the Great Recession uh, and renewed Republican pressure to keep spending down. I think that's true. I mean, he would say, of course, he's responsible for the end of the of the Great Recession. Um, you know, of course, he, every every recovery, every recession we've ever had has ended with a recovery, and every other example of that recovery was much faster than Obama's recovery. I mean, these you know, America bounces back. Sort of the natural state is an improvement because we've been a, we've got great natural resources. We're a, uh, you know a, a generally capitalist country. We've had a, a long series of a long time. You know we're successful. Yeah. So yeah, we bounce back automatically. We just used to bounce back fast. Now we don't. That's because of policies like Obama's. Right. Um, but that's, I, he's still trying to take credit for that. I as love well. this next fact too. Obama was opposing, by the way, all the spending reductions that helped <laughs> though, that have the budget go down. Uh, and he, now he's taking credit for them. Now he takes credit for This them. is just the same thing that he did with the bailout situation. Mm -hmm. Well, uh, I, I, I didn't bail out. That was the previous guy. You voted for it. It's the same kind of theory. He voted yeah. for all these things. In this case, the, the deficit is now down. He's taking credit for it. He tried... To fight against all of that. Yeah, and, and to expand on that point, um, you know, you had this recovery that's happened. It's been slow, but it's uh, slowly gone on. But most, the biggest part of that, if you want to point to one thing, is the state of Texas, which implements all of the policies that he opposes. Yeah. So if you yeah. do what Obama says not to do, your economy will bounce back, and then, of course, he will take the credit for it. Isn't that wonderful? Uh, point number five, he has also rejected the GOP proposals to eliminate the deficit completely. They, they want to eliminate the deficit and start paying down the debt. He will not do it. He will not do it. <laughs>
Go ahead, Pat. All right, number Walk six. Us number six. Other other <laughs> analysts say the deficit is about to get worse. CBO says the government will collect 40.2 trillion over the next decade, not the 43.8 trillion Obama anticipates, and that means annual trade deficits won't stay in the 500 billion range as uh, Obama hopes. Instead, CBO sees the deficit rising again to 600 billion and then a trillion by 2024. He doesn't care about any of that because he won't be president at the time. And that president won't say about this one because they generally don't. Well, that's my predecessor's fault. This this one's my predecessor. All the deficits that were rung up before in the mid-2000s, that uh, the 2010s that did that, that's not me. Uh, the next guy, I'm guessing, will not do this. Or woman. Thank you, Pat, mm-hmm. because I would have about to call I would have you been sexist. sexist. Um, uh, we did a um, couple of statistics. Uh, we did these segments for Wonderful World of Stew, and we ran them on Glenn's show as well. Statistics on the budget, Obama and the budget a couple of years ago, and all these facts still stand up. When he leaves us, the deficit is increasing. Mm-hmm. He doesn't leave us with the, mm-hmm. with the direction going the right way, not to mention his, uh, his uh, percentage of GDP, which is another way of looking at this, uh, I think Bush's average deficit as compared to GDP was 2.7%, which is slightly higher than the average of all our last 10 presidents or something, which was 2.6%. So he was a, mm-hmm. we complained about Bush and spending, slightly and it was higher. a little bit higher. Obama's, and I have not rerun these numbers since the statistics, but it's 6.1%. Oh, jeez. So, and some of the projections show it going as high as uh, 7.3. So you're talking about wow. two to three times as bad as any other president. And he sits here and brags about it. It's pretty amazing. Balls is yeah. what it, it's big balls is what that is. It is, and the final point on this is probably the biggest. The national debt will nearly double under President Obama. When he took office, it was ten point six trillion, and uh, now it's eighteen trillion. You doubled the debt in eight years. You can't brag about your deficits. No, you can't. I'm sorry. You, you can't. You just can't. I'm sorry. It precludes you from taking any credit. For fiscal spending in any way, and yet he's out there every day doing it, taking credit for it. Oh, it's unbelievable. One of our producers, uh, Keith Malinak, who who is, uh, it was, well, he's insane. Is that, is that a, a good way to? I think that's you know, I know, I'm not a doctor, yeah. but I, that's how I would classify it. Mm-hmm. Um, but he was really fired up about this J- John Boehner clip that he sent us, which was him saying, uh, "We need a new stream of revenue to pay for in- our infrastructure." Now. How many damn streams of revenue do you need? We're bringing in trillions of dollars here. Mm -hmm. You don't need any more money. If you're doing your job, you cut spending on stuff that you don't need to be spending on. We do not have a revenue problem in this country. We have a big-time economy, the biggest in the world, and we have a spending problem because we we take the money that we take in on taxes and we spend more than all the time. This is like Bill Bill Gates not being able to afford his mortgage. And he's saying, look, I just don't have enough income. Got to get a new job. I'm only making $70 billion a year. That's just (laughs) not enough. You would laugh in his face. Mm -hmm. if If he's spending more than $70 billion a year and can't afford his mortgage, you wouldn't have any respect for Bill Gates. Why is it we can't we can't put that same onus on our own government? How is that possible? But we do have another great revenue stream coming up. He's got a fantastic idea, and that's to make community college free. So the people who will then go to college will then start earning money and paying taxes, and they'll drive. I mean, it'll be the same stream. It'll be it'll be income tax. 
but it will probably quadruple because when you're doing free college mm -hmm. and then those people are going out into the into the job market and then make it a lot of money, they're going to pump it right back into the federal government. Everything's going to be fine because college will be free. It's going to be it's so great. It's going to be free. It's going to be so great. This is a great idea. I like it a lot. What is it? Thirty-four free. billion dollars? No, it's free. No, no, it's free. It's he just said free. We're not going to we're not going to spend any money. You don't have to worry about tuition on uh, community college. It's free. Thirty. It's going to cost thirty-four billion dollars though. No, it's, it's free. And let me, it, and, uh, we'd like to see no, the first two years. I'm quoting from the president. We'd like to, what I'd like to see is the first two years of of community college free for everybody who's willing to work for it. That's right, for free for everybody who's. He emphasized it, so he's talking about free. I stand corrected. Yeah. It's not going to yeah. cost anything. Other than the $34 billion a year it'll cost. What? It's free. Completely free he didn't say for that. everybody. He didn't quote that in his quote. No, I'm just it's a little addendum here that's okay. not even uh, worth mentioning. No. Other than the $34 billion a year it'll cost to pay for it. And can we take, can we take the, uh, <laughs> the stand right now as a program? There's no way it only costs $34 billion. Oh, no. It will right. cost ten. Billion dollars more within a at decade. least, right? Oh, at least, you know, within a decade. If this actually goes through, and I don't know, I guess he could just do whatever he wants now. So I assume it is going through. They it. actually say he'll, he'll need Congress on on his side for this. Well, that's what they they said happen. that uh -huh. for a couple hundred years on I immigration know. too. I know, and they didn't know that they don't need him. I know. I mean, he'll find a way. You know, I mean, he just he just does what he, he basically did this with college loans and didn't ask anybody. Yeah, it's true. He doesn't care. What, is it, what does it matter if people say he needs Congress? He doesn't say he needs it. That so would be a tough matter. one, though. I, I would think that would be a tough one to make happen. Um, I, in fact, I don't even know how you do this. You just because you'd have to have taxpayers on board, right? You, it's their money. I don't think it's anyone. their money. Right, but I mean, how do you divert all of that money to community colleges to pay for this? He's, I, he, I don't know. He's done it, right? Uh, he's done things similar to this. He's, you know, he adds on regulations. He can threaten people with regulations. He can do all sorts of things. I mean, you know, uh, this is what they do. No one yeah, said. It is. He himself said he couldn't do the immigration thing. Yeah, and, and he did. did it. And did. So he can do it. I mean, and I assume that's where this will, before he leaves office, it probably will happen. <laughs> probably will. Probably will. Thank you for that, Stu. <laughs> yeah, you're welcome. That was great. A little uplifting note yeah. here to end yeah, the uh, break. Mm -hmm. We can come back on the other side. 888-727-BECK is the phone number. Back in a second. Uh, apparently, we just had yet another earthquake. Fracking. In, uh, in Irving. What was that, Stu? Fracking, fracking. So we had 11, 11 the other day. In, well, it was a 26-hour period. And uh, we've had several since, and we just had one while we were talking. It wasn't a ago. real one, though. I mean, it was a... No way. A, you know, a 0.0-ish uh, on the sky. And I mean, I didn't even feel it. Still, um, I feel the earth move under my feet. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. I feel the sky tumbling down. 
a tumbling down. I will say it's odd. I have an earthquake app on my phone now. Oh, like you do? I've you know, taken the time to actually download one so I can see when they pop up. This one has not popped up on here yet, though. So I'll let you know when it does. Um, <clears throat> we did this. Uh, we kind of teased this a couple days ago. The things that are turning 30 in 2015. Back uh, to the me? future. Including me? No, you're not listed on this particular oh. list. Oh, that's because yeah. I don't turn 30 until next year. That's what that's it is. What it is. Uh, Back to the Future, 1985, was the date mm -hmm. that that movie came out. Highest grossing film of the year. Um, and wow, was it? The, yeah, there's a, there's a big, um, you know, the, the Nike, mm -hmm. Nike's making the shoes he wore in Back to the Future 2 that was supposed to happen in 2015. Yeah, and is it Mattel? And stuff. Or, no, Hasbro. Somebody is making, somebody made like a replica of the, uh, the hover, hoverboard. Hoverboard. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Pretty Doesn't cool. Doesn't work, obviously. But um, do we have the? Uh, yeah, we can bring this over because this is pretty cool too. Thirty years ago, or one of the biggest business flops of all time happened, uh, and uh, here it is. Uh, this is a real actual. Oh my gosh! Of, uh, thirty years. Can't believe new Coke is thirty years that old. That is yeah. unbelievable. That is crazy. Now, of course, you probably <sighs> know the story. I don't know if everyone knows it now, but the, the story of new Coke. Coke was obviously biggest product, one of the biggest products in the world, and they decided. It went through taste tests, found out that new Coke, uh, it was a little sweeter and tastes a little better. It did and better supposedly in taste, tests. in taste tests, it worked. And so they were going to actually switch their flagship yeah. well, they did. product. They did. And they did. They took it off the, off the market completely, old Coke. It, Everyone complained about it. It was such a disaster, though, that I remember really intense speculation that they did it on purpose as a publicity stunt just to make people beg for the old Coke back. Yeah, I don't think that that's. I don't did think that, that prove actually be true, true or yeah, not? No. no, they they really thought. I mean, the the issue. One of the, you know, it's a great business lesson for someone who does you know research. It's certainly very prevalent in the radio industry. Research a lot of times will lead decisions, and it's it's valuable. Yeah. But you have to actually think about the research. And what happened was they would go to people and they would have like a couple you know Dixie cups of uh, soda. They taste old Coke or new Coke or and Pepsi or whatever, and they'd like the new Coke more because it was sweeter. So on that first taste, people liked it. But when you had to drink a whole can of it, you know, and, and, and in many cases, as I am certainly aware, you drink multiple cans in a day, it's too much. So people didn't like it, and they liked the old stuff. But uh, also, but also, you have the biggest product right. in the world yeah. at the time. Biggest product in the world. Ballsy. Why would you even consider changing it? Well, first of all, one of the old axioms in radio is you can't, in music radio, you can't get hurt by what you don't play. In other words, if you play a song, if you, did not, if you decide, I'm not going to play that rap song because you're a rock station, even if the rap song is huge, it's not going to hurt you not playing it because people don't expect you to anyway. And if you did play it, you'll turn off the people who don't like it right. and the people who do like your music now. So don't play it. And then, you know, if people call and ask for it, you just say, yeah, we'll try to get that on for you. And, it, you know, it's just a way. Nobody knew there was a new Coke. Nobody knew it tasted better than the old Coke. Right, but Nobody they, knew it was better than Pepsi. Just ignore it. At the time, Pepsi was gaining in market share, and they wanted to do something it's to... It's incredible, It's though. amazing they tried I mean, they're it. so far ahead of Pepsi. Always have been. Yeah, and so this is an actual bottle from, from the time. And they actually, first it was new Coke. And then they put Coke back on the market as Coca-Cola Classic, which, you know, kind of still is today. Yeah. Um, and then uh, they re-released this. I have another can of this. I, I like to, I like, as you know, I like soda, so I collect these old soda items. I have a can of Coke, too, as well. Really? Which is how they rebranded. They kept it wow. on the market with Coke and just wow. called it Coke, too, for a can, while. Can you even get it now? 
Can you get new Coke? Oh no, it's been gone for. That's yeah, why I thought, this yeah. is. Uh, that's why you know you don't want to. Mm. It's actually a pretty rare item. I mean, you could buy them, but they're very rare to have a full bottle of Coke, a new Coke now. And I just I can't believe that's been thirty years. That yes, is, that's phenomenal. Uh, by the way, don't, if you get one of these, don't drink uh, it. Shut up. Shut up, Jeffy. Don't drink it if you have one. Though. Yeah, not a good idea. Uh, discovery of the RMS Titanic wreck was thirty years ago. Wow, that's something. That's amazing. From nineteen twelve to nineteen eighty five, they couldn't find that thing. Incredible. Amazing. Incredible. How about Guns and Roses? Wait, they're 30 years old? Uh, apparently the band is. They're, they're certainly older than 30 years old. Yeah. yeah. Uh, of course, uh, that was um, the biggest Guns N' Roses. Uh, I, I mean, I guess they, you got to say Welcome to the Jungle, right? I mean, Patience. Oh, for sure. Uh, yeah, what was, was Sweet was Child huge. of Mine? Sweet Child of Mine was, was big. Great. Yeah. Uh, I mean, they had a lot of big hits. Did not, like, did not like Guns N' Roses. Not a fan. Yeah. Uh, the Nintendo Entertainment System. Oh, I love this thing. 30 years old. Man, that's amazing. <laughs> it existed in Japan. Uh, it, from mid-1983, but it, it hit uh, the U.S. in 1985. Oh, one of my favorite. Mike Tyson's Punch-Out. Uh, I freaking love <laughs> oh, that game. Oh, me too. Game, oh, my gosh. I can't tell you how many times I played Punch-Out oh, with Mike Tyson. So much. He was um, so hard to beat. So hard to beat. And, and I, I mean, I, that was, I remember being, you know, at least the first of my little circle of friends to beat him. It was like an event. I remember my friends calling me up like, what? You beat Tyson? Like, it was like a huge thing. It was as if I like, broke the sound barrier or something, which I did not. Uh, so, yeah. And I could just looking at that picture of the Nintendo just brings Look back memories of trying to so get the great. thing to work. When you're like jiggling yep. the cartridges. Yeah. Like you press the button and it blinks for no reason. Oh, yep. God, you drive me crazy. Uh, let's see, what else do we have here? Uh, how about, uh, well, yeah, how about Blockbuster Video? 30 years here old. Here and now gone. And pretty well gone. Long. They had over 9,000 stores at one time. Wow. Amazing. Back with more in just a second. Seven back. It's Pat and Stu, and it's Friday. I can't believe how fast time goes by. It has gone. By, it went by so fast during the holidays, during the Christmas season, that I, it doesn't even seem like Christmas happened now. That's how fast it went, and it's over. I thought you were the one saying, oh, "I gotta get back to work." Yeah, that, that yeah, was Monday. That. Okay, it's Friday already. <laughs> goes away fast, man. That tells you how it's, fast it goes. It's only been one week. Yeah, it's been. Yeah, but I mean, to me. This week went by like it was a minute and a half. Yeah. Usually, and usually time goes by really slow with Jeffy. I mean, like when you're right. around That's Jeffy, true. it feels forever. So you know ever. something's up. When really it's going strange. by fast, when yeah. even Jeffy's around? Jeez. Well, it's been an exciting week on the first way back. I mean, we've had a lot yeah. of things go on. We had the big speaker election. Uh, we've right. had here in Texas a bunch of earthquakes that have gone on, and they've been small uh, relatively. But, you know, when you're not used to earthquakes happening at all, and mm -hmm. you have 20 in a couple of weeks, even though they're small, it's, it becomes a newsworthy item. Yeah, because you're worried that, all right, is this leading to something much bigger? Yeah. 
Uh, at least that's my concern. Um, a lot of the experts, I heard a geologist on one of the local stations the other day saying, nah, this is, if this is fracking and he believed it was, this is as big as they'll get. Well, you don't know that for, for a fact. It's like the Ebola thing, that they were throwing out a new piece of information every day. One day it couldn't be spread through the air. The other day if sneeze juice lands on you, you're going to get it. I mean, they don't know. And sometimes I will say scientists get blamed for how horrible the media is. Like, a lot of times, this is a great example of what happened on Glenn's show last night. The media is running with reports all over the America. It, it, here, it's really uh, hyper-focused uh, on this one study in Ohio, which proves that, uh, that fracking causes earthquakes, and that's probably why it's happening here. We can pretty much lock the, you know, nail the coffin down on the argument. Well, we decided to do a little bit this, this weird, crazy thing, which was call the guy who did the study. And ask him. Wait. Whoa. Whoa. Would whoa. this apply to Texas? Well, does it huh. does it mean that all the earthquakes are fracking? Can you give us a little bit more perspective? Since they're saying your study is the one that proves this, yeah. can you give us a little information? He joined Glenn Beck last night uh, to give us uh, his opinion on how the media has been reporting this. Okay. Watch. I will. Our studios have been hit by a flurry of small earthquakes in the last couple of days, and uh, in I think the last forty days. I don't know how many earthquakes we've been hit by, but a lot. And uh, and I've been noticing there that the media is covering a study uh, that's been making the rounds, the media, um, about how fracking is causing earthquakes. Well, is that true? I, I don't know. Um, but just like with global warming, at the beginning, I'm willing to go wherever the truth takes us. If the truth takes us to fracking is causing earthquakes, well, then we should probably have that conversation because I'm not for earthquakes. Um, but if it's not, let's get to the truth. Uh, Michael Brudinski, he is a professor of Miami University uh, of Ohio. And uh, here in the studio with me is Mark Matheson. He's a geologist and president of the Dallas Geological Society. Both join me now. Okay, let me, um, uh, let me first start here with the earthquakes and the, um, the study. Um, Michael, you are being represented as saying, and I would imagine that you're paying attention to this and you're seeing it more than we are, you're being quoted everywhere saying fracking causes earthquakes. How do you feel about that? Yeah. Is that do, do they cause earthquakes? They do. Uh, our study shows, I think, a pretty definitive case where we can see that the, the earthquakes that took place in this part of eastern Ohio we're very restricted in time, only during certain stages of the fracking operations. And so those stages are only a short amount of time, several hours. And uh, it's only the stages that were very close to uh, what appears to be a pre-existing fault in the deep uh, old rock in that area. And so there were hundreds of other uh, stages of fracking that, that didn't produce earthquakes uh, in that operation. And we think that's important because that means that the the situation where we get earthquakes from fracking is really when you get very close within about a half mile of when those faults, uh, where those faults are. And so we think that helps us understand why this is a very rare phenomenon. Um, okay, the reason so, you haven't really seen this uh, a whole lot in other places is uh, because it needs to get very close. Okay, so that seems to be pretty important information that seems to be being left out because they're leaving us with the impression that if I just took the soundbite from you, at the very beginning, where I said, does it cause earthquakes? You said yes. End of the story. Yeah. <laughs> but that's not the story. That's right. 
Yes. That's like, I, you know, if we could change the sound bite to it, it rarely produces earthquakes. Uh, I think I would be a little bit more comfortable with it, right? That uh, I'd like to see rare or used more often that this is, you know, we've got tens of thousands of fracking operations that have not produced recordable earthquakes, uh, particularly not felled earthquakes. The part of why this study was done is that there was an earthquake magnitude three size that was felt in the area. It didn't produce damage, um, but uh, it's one of the larger cases that we have. Uh, and so we wanted to spend some close attention on this, try and understand what happened in this okay. case. And it appears to be just, you know, that the fracking got very close to a fault that preexisted there. Okay. So, Mark, now we have, do you know how many fracking holes we have here in Texas? Lots of them. <laughs> Lots of them. They're in the tens of thousands, I believe. Right. And and how many, do either of you guys know how many holes are in this general area where all these um, earthquakes are happening? In Texas or? No, right here in the Irving area. Do, do you know, the, either of you? That's all mapped out. Uh, you can go to the Texas Railroad Commission and with their GIS site, see where all the wells are located. Right. And so... Do, have you yeah, so, Glenn, there, there haven't been uh, sort of uh, fracking operations right here in recent time, right, that, uh, you know, there wasn't like there was a fracking operation out near your studio there that uh, led to, to earthquakes in this area. You know, again, I think we wanted, you know, people are uh, looking at this. They're putting out uh, better, you know, observatories to try and better understand where exactly these earthquakes are coming from in your area. Uh, but uh, it's not like there's prevalent fracking operations in your area that we could point to and say those are suspicious. Um, right. So it's my understanding uh, there's not a well within seven miles of anywhere where these things are happening, and that would not have triggered. If that was true, it wouldn't have triggered these. So this is not caused by fracking. That's right. So I think yeah, <laughs> the the distances we're seeing that yeah, you're talking about a half mile between. Frac active fracking operations and, and where those earthquakes okay. are happening. All right, I want to take a quick break, and then I want to come back, and I want to talk a little bit about earthquakes because I know our California people, I've had letters from people in California like, Glenn, we stir our coffee with 3.6 and 3.7 earthquakes, so relax. But a lot of people here in the Dallas area are a little unnerved by this. It is a weird sensation. One way or another, do, do you have any problems with fracking i mean uh, it's layman's term we're going in and we're breaking up the shale right? it's been a long time process for completing oil and gas reservoirs that are not very porous or permeable to get them to flow oil and gas and it's, they've been using that process since the late 40s it's been greatly expanded with all the horizontal wells in the last uh, but we've been doing decades. this so we, yeah we've been doing this for a long time right so and are you concerned at all about the earthquakes? Let me kind of shift gears here. The earthquakes that are happening now in this general area. We've had, what, 11 or 12 of them in the last 36 hours. In this general area, the earthquakes are along the Ouachita tectonic front where there is a distinct contact with a major fault block with an old mountain range that's buried underneath Dallas and going north-south. And uh, the Fort Worth Basin to the west, where the Barnett Shale is down in the Fort Worth Basin. And so there's a very distinct major um, um, fault line that is right underneath the Texas Stadium. And you can see the drainage trending to the south. You can see other maps that show features at the surface um, indicating 
where that fault occurs, and it's quite common to have major faults or structural lineaments have some surface expression as well. Now, it's not well mapped in that area because there's no seismic data, but it's mapped south and, and north of that Texas stadium so, area. So there's a major fault right there that is... Uh, Has it been dormant for a while? Because I had never heard it, of it's, it's, been, it's been dormant for a while, but faults do get reactivated. It's part of the... We're in part of the stable mid-continent area, but there's a lot of old fault zones that get reactivated from time to time. And the key thing is to give the seismologists a chance to put out their seismometers and measure where the earthquakes are, which they're map doing out the now. faults, which they're doing. The SMU team is doing that, and, and that takes a little time. So we need to give them time. There's no instant answers. But with regards to oil and gas activity, there's no active wells right in that area. There is a well that is plugged from 2009 that's a mile to the northwest, but that was 2009, did not produce very much, and uh, so there's no active wells right there, and there's no injection wells in Dallas County. So as they talk about injection, there's no injection um, right. in that immediate area. You go to Tarrant County, that's at least seven miles away before you can start looking for an injection well. So you guys have to be kind of like the doctor at the party when somebody in the family is sick and you're a doctor and everybody's like, hey, doc, I just want to, hey, can I just ask you advice? When earthquakes are happening, you have to be asked the dumbest questions. So let me ask <laughs> you some of the dumbest questions because I never lived in an earthquake area. We had a 3.5, a 3.6, do they generally kind of just keep rolling like this? Are these aftershocks? Are some of these real? Is this leading to something? What, what does this mean? Let me start with you, uh, Michael. So uh, we would refer to this uh, set of earthquakes as more like a swarm of earthquakes. Um, you know, you're noticing that, yeah, for many sort of typical earthquake sequences, we'd get sort of a large event and then a, a decay and sort of smaller events afterwards that we would refer to as aftershocks. And so... Uh, the set of events that you guys have had there recently, uh, that's a little different than, than that pattern that falls more within the sort of swarm category. Do these normally then grow bigger, or do they just kind of go away, or is there no pattern to it? No pattern is a good, no a good way to describe yeah. it. That, you know, it's hard to predict at this point what's going to happen with a swarm sequence like this. Uh, it, when you have sort of a large event and it decays in terms of aftershocks afterwards, you have some idea about sort of what the likelihood of smaller or larger events is. In these swarm sequences, it's much harder to identify what, what the likelihoods are. Okay, I've only got about a minute here, and I've got about a million questions, but let me just <laughs> ask this. In this area, what does it take, what is, what, how much of an earthquake does it take to do serious damage to buildings and things like that here? So, you know, the, the concern here is about when you get above the magnitude 4 level, uh, particularly as you approach the magnitude 5 level, those are uh, areas uh, of the magnitude scale where you start to get some damage. Um, so, like you've seen with these sort of mid-3 uh, size yeah. events, you know, it sort of scares some people. The shaking is uh, off-putting, right. uh, but you don't see a lot of damage and, and, from those. And real quick, how does it grow in, I mean, one-tenth is ten times? Is that, is that what it is? So, yeah, uh, one unit there is 10 times larger. So a four is 10 times larger than a three. A okay. five is 10 times larger than a okay. four. All right. Good. Thank you, guys. I appreciate it. Thank you very much. So there you have it. From the guy who wrote the study. Yes, it can, but generally, no.
call you. Triple eight seven two seven back is our number. It's Pat and Stu. And uh, I guess there's an important uh, Keystone vote. Yep, uh, House just voted uh, to pass uh, the the uh, bill that would allow the Keystone XL pipeline to be built immediately um, to yank President Obama's authority over it. Uh, it wa they voted 266 to 153 to do that. 28 <laughs> Democrats joined Republicans. I was going to say that's not just partisan. No, uh, supporting the legislation, mm. uh, it would it would let them start building this thing right away. Um, Senate will take its first vote uh, on Monday, they believe. And what's great about that is they can yell, "Hey, this was a bipartisan passed bill. Yep. Uh, if he wants to, if he wants to veto that, that's fine. But that's a bipartisan bill, and, and he, especially if you get some senators on board and you pass the thing and it goes to his desk, now you've really put the onus on him. That's great. And he has uh, great. promised uh, he would veto it. Yeah, yes. However, uh, what do you need to do to override the veto? Is it 67 or 60? Two thirds. Two thirds. Okay. Yep. So that's uh, it's gonna be. It's a lot. Basically impossible. Yeah, it's a lot. Uh, you know, sadly, uh, impossible. Uh, yeah, sixty gets you past yeah. the. So send it to him. I mean, we still need to send it to him. Make him. Uh, oh yeah, make Pat him. Pat and I were talking earlier. Exactly. Today. Put I, him on defense. I want him to have a cramp in his wrist uh -huh. from signing vetoes, man. Oh yep. yeah. And then you, then you can. And none of, no more of this nonsense of. Oh, it's a new do nothing Congress. I can't get in. Dude, right. I'm trying to fix this country, and they're blocking everything. Now, now he's the one yeah. blocking everything. Mm -hmm. It's great. Absolutely, it's go brilliant. For it. Do it. Um, sadly, though, we are losing one of our best. Senators. Don't say it. Uh, no, 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 no. She's retired. No, no. You, you could still hang out with her, but she's just retiring. Um, oh no, Barbara Boxer. Oh uh, no, ma'am. Don't as, say as I like that. to call her. Don't call her ma'am. She uh, worked too hard for her Senate uh, <laughs> uh, title. She worked too hard. Should we do the flashback? Uh, the fourth clip on our uh, our prep here. Let's do um, the flashback. Uh, Barbara Boxer talking to uh, an actual person who did work for his title. A war about hero. Her title. Mm -hmm. Well, why has it been delayed? Uh, Ma'am, at the uh, LACPR is... It, I you know, do me a favor. Could you say Senator instead of Ma'am? <laughs> it's just a thing. I worked so hard to get oh that God. title, so I'd appreciate it. Yes, thank you. What did you do? Wow. You spent people's donated money to try to get elected? Good gosh. That, so that's how hard you worked? is one of the worst. I forgot how bad and uncomfortable and horrific. Awful. Awful that is. Hmm. Oof. Um, here is uh, let's go Boxer's message here. This is uh, this is uh, Barbara Boxer trying to. Can we first of all mention how embarrassing the uh, vehicle she used is? She uh, all these reporters are asking me, man. I I want. Well, let's watch it and see if does she get into that? Do you know in this clip? In this clip, I'm not sure. It's her grandson who's who's asking her the questions. I uh, watch this. It's pathetic. Zach. For the last few months, reporters have been following me yeah, all around okay. Capitol Hill, asking sure me have. that all-important question. Am I going to run for re-election to the Senate in 2016? So I thought, since you're my eldest grandchild, you could sit in for those reporters. You could ask me those questions. We'll get them those answers, and we'll share them with our Pack for a Change community. Are you willing to do it? Sure. Um, Grandma, sitting you there made a decision regarding the willing. 2016 Senate race. I have, Zach, definitely. Mm. Zach, I have about a 1,000 accomplishments, and I'm going to post 100 of these at barbaraboxer.com. Grandma, I know you love to write rhymes, so have oh you prepared God. one for this special occasion? Actually, I did, Zach. Oh, what, what a surprise. Please share. Surprise. Here it goes. The Senate is the place where I've always made my case. Oh, my God, I For can't. families, for the planet, <laughs> and the human race. More than 20 years in a job I love, thanks to California and the Lord above. 
So although I won't be working from my Senate space and I won't be running in that next tough race, as long as there are issues and challenges and strife, I will never retire because that's the meaning of my life. Thank you for everything, Senator Boxer. Thank you, Zach. Oh, my gosh. Holy that is one of the worst things. That, crap. That's a freaking atrocity right there. That's an atrocity. That is. That, and that's that is as a, bad. That's a war crime almost against humanity. Yeah. That's almost a war crime. I, can we bring it to The Hague and see what happens? I mean, I, I, oh, good golly. Uh, I would Where say that's as bad as the Mitch McConnell um, yes. looking up from his desk video. I think it's worse. It actually might be worse. I think it's poor worse. kid. I mean, I, you know. Why are you bringing him into that atrocity? Uh, That's not his fault. <laughs> it's, it's child abuse. He does not, he does not seem abuse. to be. Uh, I mean, I can't imagine that's either of their best performances. Uh, <laughs> because that was really bad. Boxer is, is she an egomaniacal yeah. psycho? Well, you saw the, the ma'am clip, didn't you? Oh, yeah, then, the yeah. ma'am clip. And then I've got about a thousand accomplishments. I'm going to list a hundred of them on my website. <laughs> I'm leave off 90%. Because <laughs> if you look into it, they're not accomplishments. Can we get the list of a hundred? Do you have it, Jeffy? I was looking. I just <laughs> I, went to her website. I bet you it's really good. Oh, you kidding me? I bet me? you it's really good. Are you kidding me? Of course. So they're talking about uh, who's going to replace her. Uh, Villarosa. Uh, Villaragosa? Villaragosa, yeah, that guy. Um, um, Gavin Newsom. Used is to be one. the uh, mayor of Los Angeles, and then Thank Gavin you. Newsom is another. He was mayor of San Francisco. Mm. Um, uh, the other one, and then they were saying from the Republican side, Carly Fiorina may run again. Uh, she was the former CEO of HP. Uh, and the other one was uh, Daryl Issa. They were speculating Daryl Issa may run. He'd be great, but he won't win. Not senator in California. I mean, Fiorina did, wasn't. I don't know. She didn't lose by that much to it's, Boxer. It's tough to win a statewide election. list of a, I have the latest California. from Senator Boxer. Like she praised Obama's administration's decision to lower fees on FHA loans. Is that an accomplishment? Um, she urges President Obama to make the. Baressa Snow Mountain, a national monument. Oh, man, what an accomplishment that is. She, she is uh, urging. She wow. praises wow. President Obama for signing praising? a bipartisan U.S. Praising and urging. She's praising and urging. Act. A huge accomplishment. Mm -hmm. Good for her. She, she made a statement on the uh, U.S.-Cuba relations. Praising, urging statement. Well, she wow. made a statement on the terrorist attack in Paris, too. Double the statements. They're doubling up on the, the statements there. These are incredible accomplishments. Oh, she, wait, wait, she does respond here. They do have a clip of her responding okay. to, to news that more teens used e-cigarettes than traditional cigarettes in 2014. Oh, wow. Okay, so, wait, hold on. Statement, urging, praising, and responding? Resp wow. <laughs> wow. I mean, we're almost Nobody has already. accomplishments like Barbara no, Boxer no, does. No, they don't. Wow, that's awful. <laughs> um, so, I guess they didn't actually tell uh, Nancy Pelosi about this. She, did, she didn't hear it firsthand from oh, Barbara wow. Boxer. She oh, really? Persist. You know, she's another one of these egomaniacal oh, uh, congresswomen. Too, so. She's, you know, uh, you know, she's a little upset. But anyway, here is her uh, reaction oh, uh, on CNN. Uh, I want to hear it. Reaction of Senator Boxer's retirement. Reaction of Senator Boxer's retirement. Reaction of Senator Boxer's retirement. Look at that. <laughs> that's really funny. Actually. Oh, uh, here, that's it, great. This is her uh, mm. giving tribute after she uh, processed the news a little bit. That's funny. She called me. She said she wanted to talk to me personally. Uh -huh. I thought she wanted to maybe have dinner tonight or something. <laughs> oh, my. Well, I, I, you know, her decision is an important one for her and her family. It's all personal and individual. Uh, Senator Boxer has been such a champion uh, for the people of California and indeed oh, for our entire country. Indeed. Indeed. She has, she's she, a champion. 
She is. I've always said a Congresswoman Boxer, Senator Boxer, Congresswoman, I came to Congress, Senator Boxer, that she is. Is. This will sound like an oxymoron to it you, but will. she is the mo- one of the most unselfish <laughs> politicians unselfish I have politicians. ever known mm-hmm. of. Yeah, that, that, that sounds like an oxymoron. She is so pissed. Oh, yeah. And, you know, I, the accomplishments of Senator, uh, Congressman, Box, uh, Senator. So she came back she with, is, with uh, she called me personally and we were supposed to have dinner tonight. So I think she what happened is, I think what happened supposedly is that Barbara Boxer called Nancy Pelosi to tell her about it. But Nancy didn't get the, she didn't take the call. She was in the middle of something. So she heard, oh, by the way, Barbara Boxer called you. She wants to talk to you personally. Gotcha. But she never actually got, she never talked to her. She got the message. But that's how, then how can she say that it's a, a personal decision? How can she say, she doesn't know what it is. She hasn't talked to her yet. <laughs> she's just completely speculating as to what it is. What if it, it's not that? What if, yeah. it's, what if she's in the midst of a scandal you haven't heard of yet? I'll tell you another thing. I don't know if it was in this video we played, but it's in the original video. She's not retiring. Okay? She's going to continue to work hard for the causes that mean the most to her. And that includes, Stu, Mm -hmm. the woman's right to choose to murder her baby. Right, absolutely. She's going to continue to make sure that millions of babies die every year in this country. Thank you. That's awesome. Thank you so hard. Thank you, Senator. For working for that. And I believe she said it best when she said, whenever there is strife, she will be there because that is Mm. the... That's the uh, goal of the, her life or something. And it, it, tell me there's not strife when you're having an abortion. Right. You're giving strife to the baby, I'll tell you that. Maybe she meant her goal was to end life. So wherever there is strife, yeah. I will be there to end, end life. life. Uh, no, and that would have fit into her poem. Would, that's <laughs> wherever there is strife, I will be there to help end life. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Senator uh, Thanks so much. By the way, today we have our uh, spoons segment coming up. And this, and this one, we actually will use a spoon. Yeah, uh, this is it. exciting. Uh, the taste testing, even though I've eaten three quarters of the box, taste testing, Captain Crunch, sprinkled donut crunch cereal. Uh, Jeffy, there's not going to be enough for you to try it. Sorry. We're sorry. I got it. That's too bad. Whatever. Maybe you could throw some on the floor for me. Oh, yeah, we could do that. We could throw one or two pieces. I'll throw a couple pieces on the yeah. floor for you. All right. That's so nice. Wait, we got to make sure that we pick the wet pieces from the milk so it gets a, gets a lot of the dirt yeah. and dust to yeah. stick to it, you know? <laughs> That's so nice of you. Hey. I really appreciate it. Nutrients. Happy to do it for you. Happy to do it for you. Minerals. So we'll do that coming up. And also, come back. This is one of my favorite things that we're going to do today which is uh, these stories from people trying to scam casinos mm-hmm. and their ideas that actually worked and made them tons of cash. Nice. So we'll come back with those stories coming up. 888-727-BECK is the phone number. Back with more in a second. Be a little bit in a second. I mean, yeah, just a little bit. All right, we're back. Uh, thank you. Oh, no. no. Oh, okay, I'm sorry. It's going to be a couple minutes. Yeah. No, 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 no. I'm calling you out, uh, my friend. We just promoted to I'm calling you out. We'll get to that. But first, you and your smug little attitude over there, sitting there and besmirching the unbelievable accomplishments of this great woman senator. Uh, Let's forget the woman label. This great senator. 
Yeah, okay. From the great state of California. She made statements. She made, uh, she praised. I know you're trying to cover this up. She uh, I know that wasn't even the real, that wasn't the actual list of accomplishments. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. I didn't know. Okay. What? Of course, it was carefully hidden but, at the top of her website, uh, and Jeffy couldn't find it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I will say that I know Barbara Boxer enough to yeah. know that she has not done anything. She's, she has wow. no accomplishments at you all. Are I know. So you're just digging yourself in deeper. Yeah, she's looking she's even done, more what has she done? Stupid. What has she done? Okay. Uh, I mean, really? Mm -hmm. You want to go down this yeah, road? Yeah, yeah, we'll go down this road, you have friend. nothing. You have nothing. Accomplishment number 29. So th this is only 29. So I'm not even starting with her biggest accomplishment. Okay. But one of, I mean, certainly you'd have to agree, this is pretty close to the freaking top of anybody's accomplishment. Okay. Barbara Boxer authored, she didn't sign on the bill, she authored the Dolphin Safe Tuna Label Law. <laughs> okay, laugh now, clown. Okay, Mr. Cover-Up, Mr. Oh, what has she done? She authored the Dolphin Safe Tuna Label Law. Which, so which, when you have a tuna label, yeah. it's going to say it's dolphin safe on it. It's not possible meaning that she did anything else. And a lot of dolphins weren't killed. If that weren't enough, and that would be in a 30-year <laughs> senatorial <laughs> career. Most people don't that, that. For most it. people, they're going home after that because where do you go? Right? Right. Okay. okay. It'd be anticlimactic. Not Barbara Boxer. So she she did something even better? Number 39. Barbara Boxer authored. <laughs> Calm didn't down. sign on to the bill. She authored the law facilitating the Fresno courthouse transfer. <laughs> okay. The what? Again, laugh clown laugh. The, with your cute smug little nonsense that she's done nothing. The transfer. Of she authored the law facilitating the Fresno courthouse transfer. <laughs> You look so <laughs> stupid right now. I didn't even want to look at you. That's how stupid you look. I know. Boxer's <laughs> bill to transfer the federal courthouse in Fresno to the county when construction of the new federal building was complete was enacted a law in 2004. Fresno County bought the courthouse for a dollar. Okay? And then they transferred the building to someplace so, else. So one of that her was thanks big to Barbara freaking <laughs> boxer so to make sure i understand so one of her big accomplishments <laughs> oh you want to make no, no, sure you understand. Sure understand like this is difficult to understand <laughs> okay, no it's not difficult but i want to uh, make sure what hate does she have for her she had a courthouse somewhere <laughs> yeah she In moved Fresno, it to another no, place don't pretend like you okay don't no know let me finish she okay. moved it to another place mm -hmm. and then sold the old place for far <laughs> below market market value yes don't pretend like you didn't understand okay, that to begin next? with. Another accomplishment yes, from please. Senator Boxer. She worked to expand air service from Reagan National Airport to California. Why the hell wouldn't just the airlines <laughs> oh my gosh, make their Stu. own decisions? She worked to do it because obviously she lives in California. Does she want to go all the way out to Dulles when she's going home after after no. signing the and authoring the Dolphin Safe Tuna Label Law? No, no you don't want to have to drive out to no. Dulles after doing that. No. You want to go to the, the airport true. closer, and you want to make sure they're going to fly you home. Right. Well, yeah. Dumbass. <laughs> wow. All right. Uh, <laughs> now you're just being hurtful. Uh, it's, 
It's reasonable. Nobody well, watching this right now will think, oh, my gosh, no. she went too far no, when, I, when they know what the context is. I will so say so far you have been really convincing. <laughs> I know, I mean, right? I didn't know about the Dolphin right? Safe. Okay. Yeah, I know you did. What about the courthouse law? movie? I definitely did not know Transfer of the courthouse. about the transferring a courthouse <laughs> and then giving away a building. In Fresno. Did you also know? Did Thank you know you. about this? Did you know about this? Boxer worked to protect doctors, nurses, and patients from acquiring life-threatening diseases from accidental needle sticks. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, this is well, not on her list. She, she worked to do it. She worked to do it. She didn't get it done, but she, she worked, worked to do it. <laughs> Stu, I, I don't want oh to steal a line. I don't want you to, I don't want Pat to get mad at me for stealing a line, but something along the lines of pipe and smoke it. Uh, you know, look. Okay. Yeah, I mean, is there a stronger case to be made for anyone in our history of our government? Uh, I mean, Abraham Lincoln, could he come up with a list like that? No. 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 George Washington? No. 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 How many needle sticks did he prevent? I would say none. none. I would say none. none. How many courthouses did he move in Fresno? None. Zero. A big bad <laughs> zero on that one. Lincoln didn't even know about dolphin safe tuna. He no, didn't he, give a rat's he ass. Didn't, he didn't He's care. He's busy trying to, yeah. try to free, free slaves. Oh, let's free the slaves. He but let, let the tuna yeah. Get yeah. mingle with the freaking dolphin in our tuna. That makes a lot of sense. Thanks, Abe. Did he, did he help? Did he help? Get an airline to fly from Reagan International Airport to California? No. He, no. Didn't, he didn't even no. know about Reagan International Stupid. Airport. <laughs> Stupid. Wow. He didn't even know it was there. Now, is that really, that's it? That's, that's no, the last thing a, you have. a few others, but that was I want a little more. Give me a little I, more. I thought it was so thorough a beating. Yeah, no, it was. That, uh, give me a little I didn't more. Wanna, I didn't want to do any more. <laughs> All right. She brokered. Okay. She brokered an agreement to restore the Gulf Coast after the Deepwater Horizon oil spill. Wow, there she you did go. that. Now that wasn't that had nothing to do with them just plugging the hole and then it went back to normal. No, now, she brokered that. <laughs> she brokered okay. it. Okay. Um, okay. There was there was another one here that I wanted to mention that. Uh, um, is, it, is it too embarrassing? Oh, how about this? Here? How about this? Mm -hmm. You're gonna break into tears when you hear what she did here. Oh my gosh. She worked to develop methods. To eradicate sudden oak death syndrome. Wait, sudden oak <laughs> death oak syndrome. Tree. How many times have we talked about sudden oak death syndrome? Uh, well, there's uh, there's this one. Yeah, exactly what I'm saying. <laughs> and how long important has it been to you for all this uh, time? Uh, well, I mean, you know, this <laughs> is uh, the only not, thing we're talking about right now. Yeah, she it's the most important or, thing. I'm sorry, did she broke or she worked? No, she worked. She worked. She to, develop worked. Methods. to develop she developed methods. She developed methods. <laughs> uh, we we may have even talked about it before had she not done that. Right, that's true. And I mean, look, I care about it a hell of a lot more than sudden maple death syndrome. Thank you. I'll tell you that. Thank you. I'll tell you that. So, oh. now, Boxer, best leader in our history. What would have happened if the historic San Francisco Old Mint building would have gone down? How pissed would you have been? Uh, she saved it. Would not she have... saved the historic San Francisco Old Mint building. I don't think I would have been that upset, per se. Um, you lie down. Given my lack of it's knowledge, it's easy to lie now and say you wouldn't have been that upset <laughs> because she saved it. You don't have to worry anymore. That's true. That's true. <laughs> Would you have you. the sleepless nights? I oh my god! I have experienced over wondering if the San Francisco Old Mint Building was going to survive. Well, we were going to go to Disney World initially, and then we were going <laughs> to take the kids to the San Francisco Old Mint Building. <laughs> she does have an actual uh, thing here that. Um, 
I mean, is huge and and costly. And it was what we were talking about before the break, which I mean, and it does show that it's one of our major issues. If I can find it, it's number uh, 24 on the list, I believe. If I can find number 24 on the list. Boxer led the fight to defeat the amendment threatening a woman's right to choose. So she fought hard, and she has, and she admits this, and that was, that was her main thing in the, in the announcement, that she's going to continue to fight for uh, abortion. Um, yeah, so yeah, she. I think she said to her, uh, to her. What was it, nephew's uh, Zach, there, grandson, our grandson Zach. Um, I fought for the right for you to be dead. Yeah, um, it's and that's literally what grandma did for you. What she just said to him. Yeah. I mean, how proud are you of that? Mm. I, it could have been your grandson that was aborted. Yep. Uh, unbelievable All stuff. Right, let's do this casino thing because this is pretty cool. Yes. Um, so Mental Plus has a as a a list of casino scams that actually worked. Um, and a couple that I hadn't heard of was, uh, I like this one, special contact, lens, con- contact lens, lenses. So you put these contact lenses in your <coughs> eyes, and what they did is uh, they had invisible ink that would be put on the card. So an ace would have a little line on it, or a king would have an X on it. So they you could can only see, see it with the contact lenses? With only the contact lenses. How would you detect that? That's uh, pretty good. The only way you could do it is by, you'd have to, first of all, have to get a dealer inside. Uh, and so that's always an issue. And then you right. have to see them marking mm-hmm. the cards. But, I mean, you could probably do that without the dealer. Just mark the cards yourself and get that done. So the first run through the decks, you might not be able to do it. But over time, those cards would be marked, and you'd have an idea. Um, they uh, made millions of dollars. I think, uh, let's see, actually only 88000 for this one. Uh, this is in Cannes in, uh, in 2011. Um, one of the cheaters used Invisible Ink to mark them. Uh, they grew suspicious of the players when they returned later in the week for a second round of high-stakes poker and they found the marked cards and noticed the cheaters' contact lenses after they ruled out cameras and infrared glasses. Too late by then, right? Did they catch them? I think they did catch them. Oh, they did? Um, yeah. Uh, you want to do the uh, cigarette pack? Tra- these are really mm-hmm. interesting. Cigarette pack radio transmitters. Yeah, because these guys got a lot. They, they won a lot. <laughs> yeah. uh, 1973, a French roulette dealer at the Casino Duval, uh, along with his sister and brother-in-law, took that casino for 5 million francs, which is about a million dollars. The dealer built a radio transmitter inside a pack of cigarettes and a roulette ball with a small receiver inside. When a button Thanks. was pushed on the pack of cigarettes, the ball could be controlled to land on a specific part of the roulette wheel. Cheating Trio had a 90% accuracy rate with this scam. That's pretty cool. Really cool. That's yeah. pretty. I didn't know you could do that. That's I, great. I did not either. Uh, I'm counting cards. I, counting cards is not a scam. It's actually not illegal. I don't think it is either. Um, I think it's just you just being good. However, communicating with other players at times don't can they? Be. They do, do when you count cards. They do remove you for that, they, though. They right? I think frowned upon. Yeah, they, yeah they, it's frowned upon. So it's not technically they, illegal. At least in Vegas, I think in Atlantic City they actually say you can't do it. But in Vegas they say you you can do it, but we frown upon it. And if we catch you doing it, we're just going to ask you to leave. Yeah, I think it's a heck of a skill. We're not going to play. I, I don't know how you can ask people to leave when they're doing that. Yeah, I mean uh, that's just skill. I know. It's pretty ridiculous. And look, everybody else in the casino is, is losing. So, right. you know what? If you get somebody who actually wins a game every once in a while, sorry. Yeah. Um, but these guys did it in 2011. They had 30 card, uh, card counters, um, but they worked with blackjack dealers, um, which is always uh, an issue. That's a different thing. Uh, dealers would pretend to shuffle the cards. Now, this <clears throat> is clearly a scam. Mm-hmm. Um, they, but they ripped off $7 million from 25 Seven different casinos million. until uh, they actually did get caught. Um, and, you know, there's a story of, um, it's a, it was a movie, 21, 
Um, and uh, it's, a, it's a great book by Ben Mesrick, um, which describes how MIT... About these guys? Uh, not about these guys, but no. uh, other people at MIT yeah. who went to these casinos and they, on the weekends. They go, uh, they'd go and they'd live the life of a normal college student, then on the weekends be high rollers in Vegas and wow. make tons and tons of money. They want, I mean, millions. Yeah, of there was a movie about that. Yeah, it was called 21. Yeah. Um, he, he's done a couple of other book, uh, books about the same type of thing, uh, you know, some brilliant college student who figured out some pattern and has wound up winning. Um, and now, when they, you figure out a formula or a pattern or you're legitimately counting cards, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Yeah, right? I don't think so either. I think it's actually nothing kind of, wrong with that. Kind of bullcrap to, to say. You're just you're proving yeah. you're intelligent and you're you've got this special skill. And that's wonderful. Nothing wrong with and, that. Uh, when Guido comes up and asks you to leave the casino, you leave. You leave. Yes. And then at, over time, you wind up getting banned from every casino and you can't find a place to do and it. And then anymore. you go to Monaco or whatever. And they figure out a way too. They'll they'll shuffle more decks in and they they figure out yeah. a way to get past. These it. guys though that you were just talking about lived pretty high on the hog because uh, when he was sentenced to. Uh, six years in prison for it. He also, in addition to his earnings, had to forfeit two luxury homes in San Diego, wow. a Porsche, a diamond-crusted pendant, and a Rolex watch. Um, so he was he was doing okay, apparently, uh, based on that scam. Yeah. Doing okay. How many of these scams have you tried at casinos, Jeffy? Oh, how many have I been victorious at? Zero. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't seem like that's an easy. Yeah, thing. you're not smart enough to do any. No, of that. you're so, very stupid. Yeah, no wonder. Triple eight. We talked about that earlier on the radio show. More patents do it. Come on. Yeah, yeah that you're not. You're what? Not smart. And yeah. You're also uh, oh, overweight. 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 Yeah. Not smart or dumb, and you're just what is the word? Over, overweight. Overweight. Ish. Well, not ish. Just plain overweight. Yeah. Spoons. Spoons. Ah, Jeffy, the uh, master of spoons, is here uh, to help us uh, walk us through this fabulous new cereal from Captain Crunch. The captain has uh, given us sprinkled donut crunch cereal. And you know what? The captain is a freaking American hero. <laughs> He's an American hero. Well, he has brought us the strawberry crunch, the Frankenberry crunch. He is no Frankenberries are a different thing. Yeah, but the totally. strawberry crunch no, that I love. Us, you mean crunch berries? Crunch berries. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, totally but they're different. strawberry. And then there's, uh, what's the other crunch thing? That, oops, all berries. There's also uh, peanut mm -hmm. butter, Captain Crunch. Which they just made a mistake. Yeah, oops. they just made a mistake. He, they the just made a mistake, but captain, it turned out okay. By the way, we should say technically not a captain. He's a captain. Mm. Captain <laughs> Crunch. He's, he has no real rank. No, he, he was arrested three times last year well, for impersonating a military officer. Yeah, an American here, you try to but he is still an American hero, an American like hero. Barbara Boxer. Yeah. You don't throw a captain in that. Yeah, yeah he, he did not work very does. hard for this title. That's why he puts an apostrophe in the middle of captain. We can choose syllables either way. You're not saving any. You're not fooling anybody. Okay? But this this um, new thing is a uh, sprinkled donut crunch. Yeah, which... I'm very excited about it. Um, and I've been eating it. I, this, mm. I don't have to taste test it, but. And by the way, when we got on, right when we were going to come on the air, Pat just started eating them, <laughs> uh, which he always does before we get on the air in these segments. And I always yell at him, and he always does it anyway, mm. mindlessly. It's not like you're doing it to piss mm. me off. You actually just mindlessly take the food and because eat it. Because there's food in front of me, and I'm hungry, and there was a natural instinct. I say there wasn't a, a moment during a, a segment a couple of, uh, breaks ago where I actually reached for the 1985 new Coke bottle and almost opened it to drink it. Oh, man. That would not have been positive. Mm -mm. Um, but So give me your impressions of the uh, crunchy uh, sprinkled donuts. 
um, going to say delicious. And it does, in fact, taste like sprinkled donuts. Mm -hmm. mm. And it's mm. quite crunchy, so the description on the box is accurate. Really good. Jeffy, what do you think? Do you got any over there? Did we give you any? Uh, yes, yeah, she dropped off one here. Oh, I, was one I did have that on the floor. My apologies. <laughs> this one here? Yeah. I stepped on it, but no, I bought it. I mean, shoes are pretty clean. What do you think? What do you think? Not bad. I guess they're they're donutty, right? What, yeah, they're donutty. And, and to me, I would say, if you, there's been a big um, trend over the past five to ten years of cake batter flavored yeah. uh, items, yeah. and I feel like it really captures that flavor. If you like cake batter flavored stuff, mm -hmm. this is really good. If they would have called this birthday cake, I would have. I would not. They don't have to change anything. In fact, this says it's. I think it says it says new. I don't know if it's a limited edition or not, but if it is, you could bring it right back as cake batter or birthday cake. And just change oh, yeah. the shape of the thing, and no one's even going to know. It's really good. Um, by the way, they have here are the flavors of uh, Captain Crunch. You've got Captain Crunch, the classic. Mm -hmm. Captain Crunch Crunch Berries. Peanut Butter Crunch, which I used to devour oh, yeah. in huge amounts Love peanut butter back crunch. in the day. Uh, chocolatey Crunch, which I don't know if I've ever Never had, had chocolatey that. Crunch. And Nacho! Wow. Can we do chocolatey crunch too? Never had that. Yeah, we gotta try that. Yeah, maybe she'll get them at the same place she got these. Mm -hmm. Oh no, I brought these from my house actually oh. because she couldn't oh, find them. Um, and then uh, uh, oops, all berries, which is just a mistake. He was mm -hmm. at the equipment. He just mistakenly filled millions of boxes a year <laughs> with uh, with. And then just kept doing it. And he just keeps doing it by mistake. And then cinnamon roll crunch is another one. We can do chocolate and cinnamon roll. Mm. You know, mm -hmm. that's, that's good. Let's we should. Let, and this is just an idea. I mean, you know, you know, we we have a little. We have a policy on the show. You kind of throw ideas out there, see if people like them. Um, what if we had a Captain Crunch bar available every day during the show? This, the world would be a better place in which to live. One hundred percent better place. Mm -hmm. <coughs> you need another one of these. You hungry still? I got one of these wet ones right here. <laughs> mm -hmm. Kick it over to I'm him. Just pick it up for him. Kick it, it to him. There you go. <laughs> Broke a little bit. Oh, here's some of this dirt from before. This is so nice of you. Mm -hmm. Now let's wow. see if he eats it. This will be impressive. That's so kind of you. I Seriously. will be impressed if you eat that now. And <laughs> 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 he did. did it anyway. Was there any doubt? Would it better than the first one? Or, or? The first one was probably a little better. <laughs> <laughs> this is the thing people are about Jeffy. He will do Nuts. anything to yeah. make the show 1% better. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Including, I mean... And I'm not look, sure that did. I, don't show think so. oh, I, think, I think it did. Yeah. This is the thing. <laughs> Jeffy, I mean, uh, has no chance of ever working anywhere else again after what he's done on the show. Mm -hmm. I mean, uh, he is... Uh, like, Bill Cosby, you could get convicted, come out of jail and have a better chance of getting a job than you do after, this, after what we've done to you here. Isn't that true? Congratulations. That's probably true. Uh, you know what? Now that we're on this donut thing, oh my God, I, at uh, at a donut, no, it's a, a grocery store. Uh, is it Tom Thumb? I think it is. Tom Thumb is a grocery store chain here in uh, Texas, and they have these new donuts that are waffle donuts with uh, waffle chocolate donuts. and caramel drizzled what over the top the? of them. What? We gotta try that. That that has Where to be a thing. Where are the Tell chocolate you, what waffle, are you waffle donuts? Oh my God! The waffle donuts with chocolate. Or caramel. Oh, Have you had uh, cronuts yet? No. Now cronuts are a, cro a cross between croissants and donuts. Yes, I had so they're oh, flaky that like really inside. Good. Um, the real ones are from New York City. There's a small bakery that makes a certain amount every day, so they become famous as cronuts. Now they're being they're all over the place. Um, Jack in the Box, a, a 
you know, fast food <clears> chain here, um, west and down south, uh, has something called croissant donuts. Are they pretty good? Clearly Have you tried it? Yeah, they're pretty good. Yeah. There's no Can we get some of those too? Right? Taco some of those. Bell has the yeah. cinnamon ones, right? Those are good. Yeah, those yeah. are those are like, like balls of cinnamon almost. Yeah. Yeah. Cinnamon goodness. Good. I'm just gonna eat some cereal here. All right. Have yeah, a good walk weekend. us through the rest of the show, Pat. Uh, have a good weekend. Right, bye. I don't need any more, Steve. Yeah. I got it.